Welcome back. Um, going through the rest of the first round after that top 10, um, I'm just going to go through all the picks, and then uh, we'll just kind of look at some of the picks that we thought were a good, either good fits or we thought were just you know great value at where they were. Um, at 11, we talked about this. Magic got Jed Howard out of Michigan. Thunder getting Derek... Or, uh, excuse me, uh, Mavericks getting um, Derek Lively, the second center out of Duke at 12. Uh, Raptors got Grady Dick out of Kansas. Um, good shooting guard. We talked about him. Um, quick before I uh, mention off the the uh, entire first round, Matt, what did you think of Grady Dick's uh, uh, suit for the draft? Because <laughs> you said it was fire. Yeah. Probably... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was probably the most flashy one. I thought it, it's kind of – he's kind of a funny guy too, so um, I thought it was, like, fitting. Um, he's kind of a flamboyant personality. He, apparently he said it was uh, to match, like, Dorothy shoes from, like, Kansas, from, like, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, well, if you, but, if you guys know, haven't it's seen – It's pretty funny. If you guys haven't seen, uh, check out uh, Grady Dick's uh, uh, suit for the NBA draft. Um I, I guarantee you, you will have no idea what to expect. But uh, a little bit mixed re- mixed reactions on it, though. A lot of you know, Matt said it was fire. Uh, I heard a lot of other people say it was it was a good look. Um, but a lot of the media was not a big fan of of Grady Dick's suit. So um, I'm indifferent about it. I thought it was a cool look, um, a good way to be different, and also. You know, the red goes with the Raptors red. So I don't know if that's a little foreshadowing of he knew he was going to get picked there or uh, just kind of luck, but definitely went with it. So um, moving on, uh, Pelicans maybe got, you know, one of our favorite picks here at Shots Aside, um, drafting Jordan Hawkins, um, shooting guard out of uh, UConn. Uh, they won a champion, uh, national championship uh, this past year. Um, if you haven't checked him out though, look at his highlights. He's a good shooter. Um, definitely one of my favorite picks Hawks end up getting Kobe Bufkin out of Michigan at 15, who arguably is better than Jed Howard. I would say, would you agree? Yeah, I'd probably agree. So, but I mean, I, I was more like on Grady Dick and, uh, yeah. And Jordan Hawkins. Uh, yeah, Jordan Hawkins. Um, but Buffkin's not. i probably prefer him maybe over Jet Howard too, though. Right. Um, 16, Jazz get Keontae George out of Baylor. Lakers drafting at 17 get Jalen Hood Shafino out of Indiana. Uh, good, good point guard. A um, little bit slower, but um, has a good shot. Good versatility. Um, Heat get uh, Jame Jaquez Jr. out of UCLA. A um, little bit older of a prospect. I think he's like, what, 20, 22-ish? Somewhere around there? Yeah, I think so. Um, but fits kind of that mold that they're building in Miami. Um, Warriors probably take the first kind of big shock of the uh, first round drafting. Brandon, help me out with this, Matt. Pozemski uh, out of Santa yeah. Clara. Uh, name the last person who came out of Santa Clara to go in the first round. Uh, Jalen Williams. That's right, Jalen Williams. The Bronco. The Bronco. <laughs> yep. Um, we talked about Cam Whitmore slipping all the way to 20, getting drafted by the Rockets out of Villanova. 
Nets draft Noah Clowney. I believe he is a power forward slash center out of Alabama. Kind of reminds me of Nick Claxton a little bit, but can also shoot. Um, so we'll see how that kind of fits in. Um, Nets actually have back-to-back picks. They they drafted uh, Duke shooting guard uh, Derek Whitehead, who had his injury concerns um, not only this year, but um, also a little bit in high school as well. So, um, But, I mean, it, drafting for your second pick, like we said with the, the Rockets, I mean, it's good to take flyers on some of these players that might have injury concerns kind of like a Michael Porter Jr. who a lot of people slept on uh, because of injury concerns but um, going to 23 Blazers draft Chris Murray brother of who Matt? Uh, Keegan Murray Murray, who went in the draft last year (laughs) to the Kings Um, they look a lot alike (laughs) they play a lot alike as well Um, I'd say Chris isn't as good of a shooter as Keegan is, but uh, defensively, I think he can be a lot better than Keegan, um, at least coming right out of the draft. Um, Kings at 24 draft. Ooh, well, this this pick was traded to the Mavericks, but Ol- Olivier Maxine Prosper? <laughs> yeah. O-M-P. I butchered that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that OMP is probably easier, but... Um, Good pick by the Mavericks. Uh, Grizzlies trade this pick at number 25 to the Pistons, get Marcus Sasser, um, guard out of Houston. I thought he was um, a good point guard for the Houston uh, Tigers, right? Wildcats? The Tigers? Yeah, isn't it like the yeah Wild- I think it's Wildcats. No, it's like Cougars. Oh, Cougars. <laughs> wow. Totally <laughs> off on that one. Butcher that. But um, 26, the Pacers uh, drafted. Was it Ben Shepard out of Belmont? Um, 27 Hornets draft Nick Smith Jr., who I think a lot of people, especially last year, I think he was like a top three recruit, um, projected like a top five pick for this draft, slipped all the way to 27 um, out of Arkansas. At number 28, Jazz draft Bryce Sensabog out of Ohio State. Um, Good shooter. I'm big into Ohio State guys, but... Um, it really hasn't panned out for a lot of Ohio State guys in the past uh, coming out of the draft, but maybe this is different. <laughs> At number 29, Pacers draft Julian Strother. Um, that pick was traded to the Nuggets. So the Nuggets get Julian Strother out of Gonzaga. And to end the first round, the Clippers take Kobe Brown out of Missouri. Matt, starting out with just, you know, picks, I should say picks 11 through 30. Um, are there any that you're kind of bullish on that you th- you think highly of or is um or are there a couple picks where you're like this guy could be a really good fit on you know insert team um going forward uh yeah well i think um i mean obviously i touched on cam whitmore though i th- think that was a good pick um clearly um just because he fell that far i also like the the jordan hawkins pick for New Orleans, I think he fits well there. Um, the, whether or not um, McCollum comes or like is a lot part of the long term there or not, like even if it was him, Dyson Daniels at the the, the two and uh, or even uh, what's his name Alvarado, um, he'd fit nice alongside him too. Um, but yeah, I think I mean New Orleans has a crap ton of depth, that's for sure. Um, 
Uh, so I like that pick, and then um, actually, I I did like the Warriors pick. I thought um, he's a nice replacement for Divincenzo. Yeah, explain um, explain on this draft a little, because not a lot of people know who Podesimski is. So like. How did you figure out about him, and, and what do you know about him that could make him a great fit on this Warriors team? Uh, well, and I didn't even really know like too much about him. It's not like I watched him at Santa Clara. I just uh, found him through a, a YouTube video, uh, looking at like players like that that did well in the combine because he did well in the combine, um, and that's kind of how he shot up the draft boards a little bit. But um, he was like pretty like not known and um like the youtuber that i watch uh i think i can't remember his name off the top of my head but he's got like 150k like uh subscribers so like a fairly big channel um (laughs) yeah and uh uh, this guy's dad brandon's dad um had messaged him on instagram saying to check out his son's like highlights um kind of like because he's a guy that will post like highlights people on instagram too so um, I think he kind of wanted to get his son more exposure too. So it, it, he started to watch him a little bit and then it ended up kind of like resulting in just like kind of being surprised that like he's like more on the scene now. Like, cause it was kind of just like an unknown person, like dad messaged him on Instagram and then all of a sudden he's, uh, getting drafted by the Warriors in the first round. So just kind of a crazy thing. Um, like he, he didn't even pan out well at first either because I, I think he transferred, like, from Illinois. Like, he didn't play at all at Illinois. Right. Transferred to Santa Clara. Um, and it's kind of the same thing as, like, he's not the same player as Jay, Jay, Jalen Williams. Um, but, like, Jalen Williams was a sophomore when he got picked. Out of Santa Clara. Um, yeah. Out of Santa Clara. So, um, and Santa Clara's not that big of a school, too. So. No. Um, but... I, I'm, obviously, I don't think he'll be as good as Jalen Williams is, but um, I think he, he is a good enough player that he could be a nice DiVincenzo replacement. He can uh, get to the, the rim pretty well in a similar fashion. He's, like, pretty athletic. Um, and then he's also one of those players is just, like, a hustle player where, like, DiVincenzo kind of is too, where you're just looking to get, like, 10 to 15 good minutes out of them. Um, I think he could be that player for the Warriors, maybe even right away too. Um, especially with like guys like Steph Curry and Chris Ball, like good playmakers like that, they always help younger players too. Even though Steve Kerr refuses to play younger players sometimes, <laughs> um, we're still waiting on Moses Moody and uh, Kaminga's moment. Um, still waiting. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, already shipped Wiseman out the door, so. Um, but then uh, just going back to other plays in the first round, probably the, the one other one that I, I would say that I liked was, um, was probably the, um, Hawkins pick to the, the heat. Um, he's obviously an older prospect, um, but he's a pretty solid player at, um, a good passer for his size. He can rebound too. um, it, you know, it's tough to tell how, how they'll for sure fit in. Like, I think cultural-wise, he'll, he'll fit in. Like, he's he's always been a hustle player, dives on for loose balls and stuff like that. Um, his sh- shooting it was spotty at UCLA, so that would be my only concern a little bit. Um, 
But if he can get the shot down, I think he could fit in really nice with the Heat. Um, also, too, if the, there's any, uh, if you're looking for any NBA vids to watch, um, search uh, Hawkes versus Paul George and uh, the UCLA runs. They do those at, 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 in like the summer. They do like runs at UCLA with NBA players. Um, and he had some pretty good moves on Paul George. Uh, Paul George obviously got him back a couple times though too. So um, it just just kind of shows that like you know like he does have have some good footwork and is able to get to his spots. But obviously with any any player, it's uh, nothing certain in the NBA. No, but I mean, if you're looking for a guy to bring in to fit kind of your mold of how your culture is. Uh, I think this is the perfect fit for the Miami Heat. And we all know what Miami can do with undrafted players. Just imagine what they can do with, you know, some first-round talent. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting to kind of see how, what you know, kind of what they get out of Hame. So um, I think that's a great, great pick. Um, some of the picks that I liked, um, I like Grady Dick going to the Raptors. I thought they needed some shooting. Um, they did re-sign um, Gary Trent Jr., um, so just adding another shooter like Grady Dick to go along with Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, um, OG Ananobi. Um, still yet to see what happens to Fred Van Vliet. He might resign. He might not. But um, adding a player like Grady Dick to your team is going to, you know, not only open the floor up for some of those players like, you know, Scotty Barnes and Pascal, but um, it'll make the offense flow a lot you know, easier if you can have a guy like Grady Dick um, make it threes. But um, he's also a good. No, what were you going to say? Did I say something funny? I was going to say, uh, no, I was going to say, is uh, his jersey going to be the most popular this year just because his last name's Dick? Yeah. So oh, everybody's yeah. going to want that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably buy a jersey for sure. <laughs> but uh, that was one of my, one of the picks that I thought fit really well um, with the team that he was going to. Um, like I said, I'm a big Jordan Hawkins fan. I don't like the fit in, in New Orleans, though. I, I just don't know. Really? I'm not. A, I'm not big on draft picks in New Orleans. Have always been kind of a hit or miss, and um, we're seeing it with Zion. Now, granted, that's more injury issues, but um, they've kind of been killing it though lately. Well, I mean, Kira Lewis. <laughs> Herb Jones been awesome. Yeah, Herb's been good. Trey, Trey, Trey Murphy's, Murphy's been good. Yeah, but they've also had like the Kira Lewis's of the world. Um, yeah, the Jackson the Hayes. Jackson Hayes's. I mean, it's it's a hit or miss. But I mean, if Jordan Hawkins is the player that I think he is, um, granted he's got to be able to get playing time too. Like you, you're sitting behind CJ McCollum. Yeah. You're sitting behind some of these um, starters that they have on their team. I just don't know how much playing time he's going to get. And when he does get it, if he, he, I mean, you can't make a mistake. It's kind of like that Christian Brown effect, like in the playoffs. Now, granted, Christian Brown got a lot more playing time than I think Jordan Hawkins will. But, um, you know, this Pelicans team was a number one seed before, you know, notable players like Zion went down and Brandon Ingram went down. Um, so th- this team's going to want to win now. So can Hawkins be that contributor like Christian Brown was this past year? It'd be pretty crazy to see, you know, two rookies back to back who both won national championships the year before win a win a title. Um, I don't now. I don't necessarily think the Pelicans are going to win a title next year, but 
um, they'll definitely be a playoff team. Um, so I, I just don't know how much playing time necessarily he's going to get. Um, JHS for the Lakers, Jalen Hood, Shafino, I think is a good point guard. Um, I think, you know, Schroeder's going to be a free agent. D'Lo's going to be a free agent. So they, they need a point guard. They got it here with JHS. Um, I think he's a good floor general, can shoot the ball as well, has a lot of confidence. Um, now, he's not the quickest guard, so to say, but um, I, I think he can add a lot to, you know, he, he is older too. So, like, having somebody who's been around the college game and knows, you know, what his game is going into that next level, um, I think will fit wonders around, you know, the nucleus they already have in L.A. with, AD, LeBron, um, and company. So um, those were kind of the three picks I really liked. Um, one guy that I think might be a hit or miss type of player, someone you can take a chance on, was Nick Smith Jr. out of Arkansas, which the Hornets ended up getting. So um, have you watched anything about Nick Smith Jr.? I, I think he was like a. I think he was either number one or number two in the class of 2022, something like that. And then um, just ended up slipping, didn't have a great year at Arkansas. I mean, it it was tough because he got, you know, kind of outperformed by Anthony Black a little bit. Didn't really get to show off a lot of his ability to not only have the ball in his hands, but um, playmake as well, which he showed in high school. But I like him as a talent. Um, can New Orleans, um, or yeah, can uh, sorry Charlotte get that out of him? It's I mean it's tough to say. But I like the prospect. Um, what are your thoughts on on Nick Smith? Yeah, I mean it, it could end up being a steal for them. Like like you said, he was like the number one prospect coming out of high school. And uh, obviously that doesn't always pan out, but um, he did show signs of being pretty good at Arkansas. Yeah. Um, obviously there was like quite a bit of talent on that Arkansas team that was projected to go uh, pretty high with him and uh, Anthony Black. And there's one other two. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah. I can't remember who the other one was, but um I don't think it was a guard, but um, oh, didn't Jordan Walsh it was Jordan Walsh? Yeah, yeah was he? From, yeah, he uh, um, got picked he in went the, to the Celtics, yep, right? Thirty eighth pick in the second round to the Celtics. So um, yeah, they had a lot of talent on that Arkansas team. Um, same with Alabama as well, but um, and yeah, Houston. But, um, those three teams had a lot of talent. Yeah, I think uh, he's just kind of like an upside pick too. Um, like the, it could be a. I don't even know why he fell that far. To be honest, um, I thought he would actually go a lot sooner. So that was kind of surprising. Um, but a good pick for the Hornets, though, um, for sure. I guess when you don't grab the the guard uh, with the number two pick, just grab him with the twenty seventh pick. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's their plan. <laughs> Um, looking at that second round, Matt, um, since we just ended up with the first round, uh, were there any picks in the second round? Um, notably, obviously, we have to talk about the Timberwolves trading up, getting Leonard Miller um, at 33 from the G League Ignite. 
uh, play with Scoot Henderson, play with a number of players in that G League Ignite team. Um, what are your thoughts on him? And then also, are there any anybody else in that second round that you think could be, you know, maybe a good role role player or have chance to be, you know, a future All Star maybe in the future? Yeah, I mean, I I love the Wolves pick. I thought that was an honestly a steal for the Wolves to get Leonard Miller at uh, the 33rd pick when, uh, I mean, a lot of places had him ranked. Like, I mean, the ESPN had him at 23 overall prospects. Uh, the Ringer had him at the 18th overall prospect. So, I mean, getting him at 33rd is a pretty great value, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of the reason is that he's um, – not necessarily like uh he's a little bit of like a, a project um he kind of like in a similar sense maybe it's like uh i mean the t-walls uh like podcast that i listen to compared him to like a jared vanderbilt that has higher offensive upside which i, I can see de- definitely um he's a lengthy uh 610 forward um I think he definitely has more offense of potential than Jared Vanderbilt does. And he's already yeah. shown that too in the G league. Aver- averaged um, 18 but, points, 11 boards across 24 games for G league Ignite. So definitely has that pretty scoring ability as well. Um, but yeah, I like the pick for us. I think, um, and it was only for, that was basically part of the D trade too. Cause we got that extra second. Um, that we packaged to get them because we got three seconds in that deal and we used two of them to trade up to get them so not not too bad um and then if we just want to talk about since we're on the t-wolves talk about their i think 53rd overall pick it was um they picked jalen clark out of uh ucla um i i'm a little bit iffy about this pick i mean obviously the second round it's kind of just like uh you're throwing you know, it. You're throwing sh- darts at a dartboard. You're throwing a dart. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of potential just because, like, he was a very, very good defender, maybe even the best defender in the draft. Um, mm. But the the downside, which is a huge downside, is that he's coming off of a torn Achilles, which is a very tough injury. So, if he, I mean, if he's the player that he was before the injury. Then I love the pick, and he has a lot of potential. But you just never know how those injuries are going to heal. Um, and, that, and that's tough it, coming because he is like yeah. 22 years old. So uh, I yeah. believe he was a junior coming out of college at UCLA. So you're ex- probably expecting him to be shelved for the first year with that type of injury. Um, but you know he's got great athleticism, great technique, force you know f- force a lot of turnovers at UCLA, and I, I think he's got some strong. Um, impressive agility as well. So um, shot pretty good at the rim, 67.4% in 2022-23 before he had that injury. So um, he's he's got some good attacking ability as well. But um, like you said, Matt, yeah, I'm just not I'm not bullish over him. I'm not he's not I'm not the biggest fan, but um, could turn into I, I could see him at his height probably being a better scoring Josh Okogie. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, and not even that that much. He more just has like a little bit better feel for the offensive right. side. Right. Um, but, yeah. Um, so is there any other second rounders that you thought were like either good value or just 
overall good pick that you like yeah. to fit? Yeah, I mean, me and you talked about this one a little bit, but Cavs taking Imani Bates at 49 from Eastern Michigan. I mean, um, huge prospect coming coming into college, the collegiate year. Um, kind of dealt with some injuries, right? Um, that kind of hampered him a little bit. And then uh, where did he go to start off his collegiate career? Because then he transfer? Yeah, I mean, he started at, off at, at Memphis. Right. Um, and then obviously things didn't go as planned no. there. And then he transferred to Eastern Michigan. Um, and that's, I think, this because he's a sophomore, right? Yeah, a sophomore. For sure. Yeah, so. I, I think he's a good yeah. prospect that, you know, if he has the right coaching staff around him, you know, Cleveland has, I think they have a good coaching staff and uh, if they can get the right things out of him, I think he could turn into, you know, a solid three, four type of dude that can, you know, give you some minutes um, at that backup position. And then maybe in the future uh, you can start him. But um, I think he's a good, you know, not to, to bring this pun kind of into it again, but throwing a dart at a dartboard, I think he's the perfect dart for this uh, type of team and the Cleveland Cavaliers. But, um, yeah, I mean, I like Isaiah Wong out of Miami going to the Pacers. I, I was a big Isaiah Wong fan from Miami. Um, good guard, uh, good ball handler, um, excellent shooter from range as well. Uh, big reason why Miami made it far in the tournament as well. So, uh, I like his game. Now, can it translate to the NBA? Um, I think his size will kind of, you know, hamper him a little bit in the league. But um, I think he's he's very intelligent and can probably, you know, work in some minutes maybe for the Pacers, um, especially with the uh, guard injuries that Indiana has faced uh, over the past couple of years. So um, maybe we could see a little bit of minutes out of Isaiah Wong this next year. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely pretty solid in college. Uh, big reason why they made it to the they made it to the championship, right, or the final four, just final four. Uh, final four. Uh, yeah, just final four. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I'd say my favorite pick in the second round is probably uh, besides the Leonard Miller pick. Um, that's probably a pretty biased pick, though. Um, <laughs> would probably be the. Jordan Walsh to the Celtics pick. Um, I think he's a he pretty uh, underrated player. Um, he's really good on the defense side of the ball. He's just one of those hustle players. He's pretty athletic. He's six seven. Um, I, I think he could fit in really well for them. Um, his biggest like downflaw or flaw would probably be shooting. Um, he could work on his shooting definitely a little bit. Um, I think he could fit in really well. I think the Boston could use a defender like that off the bench, um, especially against certain teams. Um, they could have used him against Jimmy Butler this year. Um, <laughs> but right. uh, I think just as a role player, he's a nice, nice solid pick for them. Um, then probably the other pick that I'd say would be, um, I don't know. I, I, I like Gigi Jackson a lot in co- or in high school. Um, so yeah, I, yeah I I'm not sure if I'm not sure if he was on Memphis or is that right that he's on Memphis or um, 
because I can't remember if he got traded Dude. or not. But um, what what pick was he even? Forty-six uh, or forty-five. It says Memphis, but I'm not sure if they traded that or not. Oh, Gregory Jackson, second, um, uh, South Carolina. I was actually yeah. just going to talk about. Um, yeah, he went forty-five to the Grizzlies, which is a perfect fit. Um, six foot eight forward. Um, he's a freshman too, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I, he, at one point he was projected to go like the number one pick. Or, like, number, like, top five. Right. I like what he can like bring. Like, out of high school. Yeah, he was amazing in high school. I think uh, in the championship game when I was watching it, I think he I think he put up, like, he had, like, a, a, like three three or four blocks and, like, 20-something points and 10 rebounds or something like that. But um, I just like what he can do on the offensive end mainly. I mean, he's a good ball handler, screener, cutter. Uh, can show some post-up moves as well at his size, um, and his sh- like shooting ability with his size, I think is um, I-, I just like his shot. He's got a pretty shot, so um, yeah, he- he's another one of those guys where you know he was high coming out of high school, um, didn't really perform that great in college. So another one of those you know prospect players where things could work out at the next level, but. Um, another, you know, shot in the dark, so to say, to kind of see what you can get out of them. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of all you're looking for in the second round. Like just hoping, uh, they pan out or, you know, like, or they're a specialized like talent where they're good at one thing and they just do that well. But, um, yeah, I think overall it was a nice draft. I thought most of the picks were, were pretty solid. Um, if you if you had to, to pick a who a team that had the best draft night, um, who, who would you pick? Well, here's the thing. I mean, both of us are going to say the Rockets, but uh, if we just eliminate the Rockets and and the draft they had, um, and obviously the Spurs as well. You can't throw the Spurs in there. Yeah, so. I, I, I maybe even say Spurs just because right. Wemby's just like yeah. That good. So throw the Spurs and the Rockets out because I think those two are the top winners. If I had to pick somebody else or another team that I thought had a good draft, I'd pr- I like honestly I like what the Jazz did getting Taylor Hendricks um, with the um, what was it the ninth pick and then coming back at um, sixteen and getting Keontae George who I think is a solid player out of Baylor. I think those two players um, are pretty good and they also got Bryce Ensbach out of Ohio State, big Ohio. OU fan, so I mean, um, yeah, I think getting those three players in the first round was uh, was pretty solid for a draft. And um, what about you? What was your besides those top two players? And then if you want to be a little bit different than me with the Jazz, <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, probably the the Mavs were my favorite. They traded back mm. two picks from ten to get lively. I thought they they needed a center badly. Yep. Um, and then they also traded. Uh, they like took on the contract of uh, Rashawn Holmes and got rid which, of Davis Bertans, which yeah, was huge. And I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, it won. That's how they even got Rashawn Holmes yeah. too. Is they used the trade exception from Bertans to get him, and then for taking on Holmes, they got the twenty fourth pick, um, which ended up being um, uh, what's his name, the 
Oh, OMP. Olivier, Max, and yeah. Prosper. Um, <laughs> and I, I think, I mean, anytime you can just add talent, like for <laughs> cheap, I think is a good deal. And then obviously, like I thought, I think Derek Lively could end up being pretty good too. So overall, I think with what little they had, I thought they did a good enough job. Yeah, and we, we didn't talk about Prosper that much, but Marquette had a really good year this past year, and um, a lot of people, you know, I think they were, they won their yeah, won, won, won their conference. Won a few teams to do good against UConn. Exactly. So um, they had a really good team, and I think they'll have some guys coming out of the draft next year as well, but um, had a career-high 31 points against LIU, shot 11 of 12 from in that game. Um, helped... He was on Canada's uh, FIBA U19 Basketball World, C- World Cup team that took third place in that. Um, so he's he's a good talent. I think uh, kind of fits the mold of what Mavericks are looking for, a, kind of a bigger forward-guard combo. Um, and he's 215 pounds, so like his size won't be um, an issue translating to the NBA. So, um, you know, I might mess up with his name a little bit, but he's... <laughs> He's a good uh, good prospect um, for uh, the Mavericks to go along with Derek Lively. So I like I like that that pick with the Mavericks, and they, you know, they free up twelve million in cap space to you know maybe you know obviously if they want to sign Kyrie, they definitely can, but they can also go out and get somebody else. Um, maybe they want to spend that getting back Dorian Finney-Smith uh, from the Nets or something. I don't know, but. Um, they, they have some some space to kind of help around Luka Doncic, which um, is going to be big because uh, I think this is a, a make-or-break season next year for, for the Mavericks um, and Luka to try to see, you know, can they, you know, not only get far in the playoffs, but, you know, maybe win a title. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we covered the draft pretty well. Um, one last thing I just want to get into – um, we know that the, uh, free agency period opens up on Friday. Uh, Matt, if you want to check this real quick, I, I think it starts, usually it starts on Thursday, um, around two or 3 PM central time. Um, I, I'm guessing it's going to be around the same time just on Friday. So, um, make sure you stay tuned on Friday. We will have a special on Saturday, another podcast kind of detailing some of the early free agent moves. But um, I think Friday is going to be a big day. We're going to see a lot of names, um, you know, signing early, trying to get teams, um, get on teams and get in that practice facility and, and working with some of those players on those teams. But um, looking at some of these free agents, um, some of the notable ones, Kyrie Irving, unrestricted, James Harden has a player option who I believe he declined it. So he's a unrestricted free agent. You got Draymond Green, um, Fred Van Vliet, Jeremy Grant, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Vucevic uh, was, but did sign, I believe, a three-year, $60 million deal to stay with the Bulls. Kind of confusing that they would keep Vucevic after he didn't really play that great these last couple years for the Bulls. Yeah, a little bit odd, especially, too. I feel like they'd probably be trying to get younger, but uh, I guess just work with what they have, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so starting with those big names, um, Kyrie, do you expect him to stay in Dallas, or is 
do you see him maybe fitting on a different um, team? I think he'll probably stay in Dallas. I think it was reported, too, that he probably will. Um, I mean, if you're Dallas, you kind of have to try to make sure he stays. Otherwise, you kind of look like idiots. Right. right. Um, but Or at least do a sign trade and get something decent back. But Same thing with Draymond, yeah, too. With Golden State? Yeah, I mean, Draymond, you kind of have to as well. I mean, they're just not no replacement for him really so right i think i think this free agency has a lot of um good role players in it this year um i mean those are kind of the the main top ones is Kyrie, james harden draymond fred van vliet jeremy grant um and kuzma are kind of the big ones but there's a lot of other you know solid role players like chris middleton brooke lopez um grant williams Cameron Johnson, who I expect to sign back with the Nets for a lengthy deal. Uh, he's restricted. Um, another, you know, there's a bunch of restricted free agents. Rui Hachimura, who played good for the Lakers. Austin Reeves. Um, who else? Um, there's, some, there's a bunch Bruce of other. Brown. Bruce Brown's unrestricted. Um, P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges. Um Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, a part of that Miami squad that got them farred in the finals. Uh, Josh Hart, I believe, is planning on signing, or he might have already re-signed with the Knicks. Um, so take him off the table. You got Jakob Pertl, Harrison Barnes from uh, the Kings. Big reason why they were a top three seed in the West and got you know almost came close of playing the Lakers um, and getting past the Warriors. Uh, D'Lo... Russell Westbrook. Um, so I mean, th- there's a there's some good talent, good role players in this in this free agency class. I just don't know if a lo- like with how the new CBA rules are and how I mean, we just saw a weird trade where John Collins got traded for what basically nothing, nothing. Rudy Gay and a future <laughs> second. Uh, just to clear off yeah. twenty five million off Atlanta's cap book, uh, with the with the trade uh, exception. So, you know, it's going to be tough for a lot of these players trying to find deals because there's going to be a lot of teams out there that are going to want to stay under that, definitely under that second luxury task tax, but also under the first one just to save some money. Because I mean, if you're going to spend, you know, a lot of money with that second luxury tax your owner's pretty much expecting you to not only make it to the playoffs, but also just win a finals, which one only one team does that. So it's, it's going to be tough to for owners to have that complete buy-in to be like, all right, we're all in, we're going to spend a lot of money. Who cares if we go over that second luxury tax and then, you know, you know, you run that risk of things not meshing up. And um, we saw this year with Denver, they had a team that, you know, they've been run with for a long time and um, it paid benefits having, you know, some of those players back from injury and just the, you know, connectiveness that uh, that team had. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it'll be interesting to kind of see where some of these players land, not only on Friday, but uh, I think free agency lasts about what, two, three weeks usually. Yeah, about that. I mean, sometimes like the big ones fall pretty quick. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
Or you, or you'll hear about it like potentially what it is. Um, <laughs> You're right. Honestly, probably the thing that I'm looking most forward to about free agency would be maybe the potential of Dame Dollar getting traded. Yeah. Speaking of trades, um, we did have what like four trades that happened right after the season. We just talked about yeah. you know the Utah uh, getting John Collins for. Uh, Rudy Gay in a future second. Um, another big one, I think, was the first one was Washington getting Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, uh, multiple seconds, pick swaps, and then Phoenix ended up getting uh, Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, and Isaiah Todd. The big one, Bradley Beal. Uh, we'll kind of save that a little bit when Adam comes back back on the pod because, uh, as you guys know, Adam's a big uh, Phoenix Suns fan, so. kind of want to get his input on that but um, the two other trades that were kind of made um, right after the finals you had Boston getting that uh, Kristaps Porzingis um, trade done wasn't sure it was going to happen Matt (laughs) because you know they had the first one and they said it fell through for some reason and then we find out what six hours later that they found a different suitor and that suitor ended up being um, the same Washington the Wizards team, wasn't it? Well, it was Grizzlies no, and the, Washington. I thought the, the Grizzlies, yeah. Yeah, it was a three-team trade. Be, it was going to be the Clippers, but... Um, right, Malcolm Brogdon had some issues. concerns about Brogdon. Yeah, so in that trade, Boston gets Porzingis. They got the 25th pick, which I think they traded. They get a 2024 first-round pick via Golden State, which is top four protected. The Wizards get Tyus Jones, uh, Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and number 35 pick in the draft that just concluded. And then Memphis ended up getting Marcus Smart. So that makes um, Dylan Brooks expendable as well. So Dylan Brooks is also another unrestricted free agent. So it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Um, And then right after that uh, Wizards and Phoenix trade, which saw Chris Paul go to the Wizards, Wizards then make another trade, flip uh, Chris Paul to Golden State, which might have been the most surprising trade, I would say. Just to, I mean, because we've seen all the back and forth between Chris Paul and Steph Curry back in the day when you know Clippers and Golden State were kind of <laughs> going at it. Um, a lot of people thought Clippers, it was their time with Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, um, J.J. Redick, some of those players. Um and they couldn't get past Golden State, even even when Golden State was kind of in their you know up and coming years before they were champions. So it'll be interesting to see how Chris Paul fits on that Golden State um, team. And if it doesn't fit, they can always trade him before the deadline and maybe get something back for him. But uh, Washington ended up getting Jordan Poole, uh, twenty thirty first round pick, top twenty protect, protected, uh, twenty twenty seven second round pick as well. So. Um, Washington gets their new, you know, te- technically Bradley Beal, I guess, but at a cheaper price. Uh, I think Golden State just wanted to get off that contract. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts just on some of these trades and, and, and your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, kind of surprising a little bit, like the value of some people. Um, basically, like, I mean, John Collins was worth nothing, apparently. Um, and then even Porzingis, like, not worth that much. Um, 
I guess Tyus is a good backup point guard. Um, probably one of the best in the league. Probably will be their starting point guard. Right. Um, Bradley Beal, I, I mean, they actually did get some for Bradley Beal considering how big his contract is and the value he gives because they got some pick swaps, which, yeah, I mean, KD's old. Bradley Beal's not the youngest, so those pick swaps could be valuable. Especially the later um, ones, like... If it's pick yeah. swaps in like 2027 and 2028, like after KD yeah. and after, you know, they split stuff up, that could be huge. Yeah, so you ne- never know about those. Those could be really nice. Um, that was actually, I'd say it's so, so value just because, like, I mean, Brad, like, when you're the Wizards, like, you're not going to be competing. So you're kind of just getting whatever you can to tank i guess well and kind of tanking a year late though yeah but but (laughs) like beal also had the no trade exception so like they had to trade him to a team that he wanted to be traded to and not a lot of teams wanted to trade for bradley beal especially with the fresh new contract he got for what was it like it's got to be like 40 something million over this next like four years or something like that four or five years five years i think so yeah, it might even be like fifty million a year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, it was something big because, I mean, um, not a lot of teams were looking to, you know, take on that contract after the new CPA as well. So, um, you know, it's good for Phoenix. I mean, they got a big four basically, depending on what they do with Aiton. Um, they just yeah. got to fill the roster out a little bit. I, I'd probably say my my favorite trade was probably the, the Porzingis one. Just like for the Celtics um, for their side of it, just because I think that was kind of a need for them is that they struggled a little bit um, with size at times, um, especially with Robert Williams, not always healthy either. Um, so I think obviously Porzingis hasn't had the best bill of health either, but played really um, well we got, last year though. Yeah. And, and we got two uh, centers that are unhealthy. Then maybe uh, you can, <laughs> Maybe even split it, it out, yeah. um, but uh, that could actually be a pretty damn good lineup um, at times because, like, Porzingis, um, Horford, like Horford, uh, Tatum, Brown, and uh, either Brogdon or Derek White out there, um, that could be a pretty darn good closing lineup. Probably Derek White. Um, yeah, and uh, like all lengthy defenders too, um, man. That's gonna be tough if they if they stay healthy. But um, also too, like uh, um, they they uh, traded uh, what's his face uh, Gallinari. Yeah, uh, didn't play a single Not single, a single game, game. Uh, with the Celtics, which is kind of funny too. Um, which he also said like the Celtics were like his favorite team growing up too. So well, that's kind of funny. Yeah, but, I'm guessing Gallinari is um, going to get bought out, and he'll probably get to do the same thing over again that he did the year before, where he got bought out and then signed with the Celtics. Um, yeah. Hopefully this time around though he stays healthy and can actually you know play a little bit because uh, I think uh, you know he's a good veteran can add some some good you know he's not going to play like over 20 minutes a game, but like. You give him like a nice little no. spurt of 12, 15 minutes per game. Uh, I think you can add some shooting, um, some spacing for your team. So, um, yeah, I, I do like that Boston pick probably, the, or Boston trade the best. 
I do wish well, they would have think about Marcus Smart though. I know that's I was gonna get to. I wish or, they would have. Yeah, okay. I wish they would have gotten the first trade done and got rid of Brogdon instead of Smart. Because I thought yeah. I thought Smart is more of, you know, along the Draymond Green, Grant Williams, Dylan Brooks type of player where you need one of those grit and grind players, um, in, on your team to kind of help things go along, especially in the playoffs. So losing a guy like that is, you know, it's, it's not going to be, you know, it's not a light move for this Boston squad. I mean, obviously they needed to make some moves with the backcourt they had with, you know, Derek White, Smart, Brogdon, um, and Pritchard too, who I think Pritchard's going to get some more playing time now that uh, Smart is gone. But, um, yeah, it's going to be tough because I think he was the longest tenured player on the Celtics. So seeing him move on is, um, you know, I'm sure Boston fans have, you know, ups and downs with, with him. But overall, I think they're going to look back and be like, you know, Marcus Smart was, you know, a huge impact, not only on them making it to a finals uh, two years ago, but, um, you know, definitely a huge player in their organization. Uh, on and off the court so um but you know he's he's going to memphis where i think he's gonna fit in well and he's gonna have to play a lot especially with john morant being suspended for 25 games to start off the year so um it'll be interesting to see how memphis kind of goes along with uh with next year knowing that you know they won't have john morant they won't have tyus jones now who filled in well at that point guard position so um, it's going to be a lot to ask for for Marcus Smart, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, and uh, Desmond Bain. So, um, yeah, I think uh, from Memphis' side, it's obviously a good good trade, but you would have liked to keep Tyus Jones and maybe gotten rid of somebody else, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's... It's a little bit lateral because I think Tyus is probably a better offensive player, like just like as a floor general kind of. Yeah. Because um, Mark Smart takes questionable shots at times too. Turns the ball over um, way more too as well. Yeah, but defensively, I mean, I, I don't think there's any debate who's the better defender. Yeah. Um, I think part of it too, they're thinking about the need to replace like the defensive Dylan Brooks as well. Well, I think Tyus is going to be a free agent next year, too. And, you know, can you pay him the same contract you paid him last year, knowing that you're going to have some of these younger players needing contracts next year as well? So I think that's that played a little bit of a process into it as well. But, um, yeah, anything else you wanted to touch base on before we end the pod? Uh, not not particularly. I think there'll be, there'll be a lot more in, like, the, the coming weeks. Um that we'll go over for you guys. Yeah, um, I don't know if I mentioned, but this it'll probably be a two-part pod, um, just because we covered so much and it's been you know quite a bit of time since the last time you heard from us. So, um, you know, some of the things that we're looking forward to coming up, um, we're gonna be doing some NBA films. Um, not sure what we're gonna call it yet. We might do like a bracket. Um, where we have all these movies in a bracket and we might go through um, 
you know, all of them throughout the year, or we might just do one at one at a time. But um, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's gonna be fun. Just watch some films and give our two cents to it as well. And um, uh, we'll also have some our NBA breakdowns, kind of like we did starting the podcast. If if you you know were a day one fan, you've heard our breakdowns. So uh, we will continue doing the NBA breakdowns as well. Um, and then we'll also talk about free agents. Uh, free agency um, on Saturday as well. So uh, a lot of new things coming out soon for you guys. Um, we do apologize that it took a little bit of time to, you know, get another podcast out. But um, if you guys did enjoy the content, make sure to like and follow. Make sure to uh, follow us on our social media platforms as well. So t- TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the above. Um, Matt, I, I think we're still waiting on Adam to post his TikTok. It's it's been yeah, like I mean it's, it's been like two months. Building. <laughs> it's it, it's going to be a good one. It's got to be a good one. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get on his case a little bit about doing that. So hopefully we can get one out before uh, the weekend ends. So um, stay tuned for that. Uh, we might post some on Twitter. Maybe a little joke poking fun at it, but. Um, it should, it should be a good one. should be a good one. And then Matt's got his coming out next. So, um, yeah, got some new stuff coming out on TikTok. So, um, new stuff all around, uh, excited. Um, but until next time, guys, peace out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>